Hi, everyone, and welcome to Signature West Podcast. I'm your host, Sam West, from Palm Springs, California. My guest today is Joel Kalman from Houston, Texas. Hi, Joel. Good morning. Good morning, Sam. How are you? I'm doing, actually, uh, quite well. Good. Busy as, busy as can be, but I um, feel fortunate. So, Good. thank you. I have known you for a long time um, in LA. I've known you through probably the late 80s, the 90s, the 2000, and maybe all the way up to like 2010 or so. So I have my own preconceived notion of who you are. And um, I know that you moved a couple of times, but the final move that you made to Houston was in 2010. Why did you move? Um, well, I moved because uh, I had a, a, like my dream job in Santa Barbara, working as a senior designer, and then um, the market fell out and also lost that job, um, moved quickly back to LA for a little bit, but then figured out that really nothing was happening. And um, I was given an opportunity for a year contract to work for a nonprofit in Houston. Um, my friend was uh, an executive there and uh, gave me an opportunity to come back home at least for a year and uh, see how it would work. And 10 years later, almost exactly, um, I'm still here and still working for the same not-for-profit. Uh, not so for, for me, looking from the outside in, and I, I can say like literally the minute you moved to Houston, which was your last and final so far, but you have done it before, something shifted. I mean, the one example I can give you, again, from the outside looking in, you were at the gym at six in the morning at the YMCA. I don't ever recall you being at the gym that early in the morning in LA. Well, I don't know how many people were motivated to be at the gym in, right. <laughs> at six in the morning in LA. So what happened? Um, so what motivated so what, you? What, what happened was, well, A, um, I had a job that uh, I needed to be on site, um, you know, between eight and eight thirty, I hadn't been required to be on premise at a physical job since I had been working for myself or for others. Um, my accountability was high because this new position, um, you know, I, I require, I was uh, hired through uh, of my best friend, and I didn't want to let him down actually. So I put 110% of myself into the job for the first year and also realized that I wasn't getting um, any younger. And I, again, was focusing uh, again on my health. So, which is what I felt. This is, so I was right on target from the outside looking in. So would you say, was it organically designed or was it, um, deliberate on your behalf? Um, well, part, I guess it was a little bit of both. Um, when I had moved back to LA the second time, I'd actually got involved in some um, transformational training and workshops, which right. really helped ground me for this, that second part of living in LA. And when was also that? It really, pardon? When was that? Like what period? What year? That was probably 2004 to 2006. So it was before you moved. Okay. Um, and it just 
maybe it just took a little bit longer for it to click. Um, but moving back to Houston and being with family, right, very close to family, and also with um, people that I really admired right. and respected, right. which I kind of sort of had lost in LA, except right. for a, a, a few new people that I had um, was starting uh, to meet. Right. Um, anyway, that's really why I think just things started to become um, more clear for me of uh, my intention and my responsibility uh, as being a, a human. But what, I guess I'm trying to, because you mentioned that last time we spoke on the phone about the word accountability. And I guess I'm trying to find out what triggered you. Obviously, you could have been the training they've done before in 2000, 2010. But what's it, what made you think I'm going to be accountable now and I cannot be, you know, the old Joel, so to speak? What, what, at what point did that, did that uh, button get pushed? I think that the opportunity of working with, uh, with the organization and the pressure that um, I was under and the responsibility that I had mm -hmm. for um, millions of dollars that were about to be spent, right. um, that coupled with, I'm tired of um, doing the walk, but not having anything to show for it. And I was committed to um, being productive and showing um, to myself as well as to my family and friends that um, I'm not a sideshow, I'm the real deal. And what, did you have any experience prior to that in nonprofit? Um, well, I had always worked one way or another, except when I was working in Santa Barbara, really um, working for not-for-profit in one way or another. But this was a different experience of using my um, design, interior design skills while working for a not-for-profit. So it was an amazing opportunity to work hand-in-hand -hand, um, with my passion as well as um, being community-oriented. Uh, so it was, it was a really unique opportunity. Like, and would you say that being around family added to the mix for sure to keep you on track? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm fortunate enough to have um, both my parents alive right. as well as um, one, of, one of my two siblings um, that lives here and all her three kids. So, right. you know, throw that into the mix and all being within four miles of each other. Right. Absolutely. And then back again from the outside, look again, you know, because I watch you on social media, we all watch each other. You met someone. And you, start, and you start dating. And uh -huh. for me, you know, Joel Kelman, uh, from my perception, would be the last one to, to commit to like, you know, yes, he will date, but oh, Joel will not get married kind of a thing. Um, Enough, you fell in love, sounds like a great guy, don't know him, never met him, and you got married. Yes, it was um, actually uh, just a precursor to that, I had been seriously dating someone in LA and I was ready to move back to LA, but um, this person decided that it was not going to work and broke up with me via text. Um, well, let's, let's talk about that for a second because we just mentioned how mm. the, the family is important in, in Houston. The job was important. You did not want to fuck it up 
per, in, in a blunt way, you want to be accountable, but you're willing to move back to LA for a guy? Yes, because I had um, at that point, um, you know, five years under my belt with my organization, right. and um, and I knew that I could I could do work, I can focus, I can find a job, etc. Because now et you're more balanced. I was definitely more balanced, and you know, and it's hard to leave that Southern California lifestyle. Know. You know, it's really, you know, and I thought, you know, this. I could be okay moving back. And even though this person was in the, um, in the industry, entertainment industry, which I thought I would never date anyone in that again. I know, I know, I know. So, um, you know, because also not being part of that in LA is really hard. You, right. the, your connections, everything is connected through that. I get it. But anyway, super happy that uh, this person disconnected with me because right. I was on the way to a friend's 50th in P-Town. And, you know, that was two weeks after I broke up and ended up meeting uh, Mateo, who ended up ultimately becoming my husband. So, um, amazing watching, person, pardon? It seems great. Watching that process, it actually was done, again, I keep saying it from the outside in, because I know you from a certain frame of mind. And now I'm watching another frame take place, like one movie ended, in 2010 mm -hmm. and now much another movie start and, and develop and um you certainly did not get married right away you did it for a while i actually remember sending you uh, an instagram message or something when is the wedding and you replied so abruptly quick please don't rush it and i thought that's yeah. interesting you know yeah i mean and most people want to like you know let's just run to the chapel now which i thought was very mature very great answer so there's another now development of sort of maturity that I'm watching. Uh, not that you were immature, don't get me wrong. That now you're one away, you don't want to mess it up, you want to give it time. So what was that all about? Well, to be honest, I mean, I knew after the first weekend that this person was it. it. So, um, and I told a few people, it was fortunate that it, uh, it happened to be in P-Town and there was a lot of amazing old friends that happened to be there for that week. And they got to experience uh, my complete joy and also a reflection of like, oh, this is what it's really right. So, um, what, but the what, thing what is- made right? What made it right? What, what did I it's that bulb that just like, this person is such a good, I was, I was really clear on what a good person he was. Right. And um, it just, I don't know. It just, you know, as you it's said, I dated a lot. Yeah. I dated a lot, <laughs> but um, maybe through the growth of, you know, the pre the previous five years um, that for some reason I just knew um, but then I wasn't going to rush it, like you said, because A, this person was uh, living in Boston and um, also- Oh, so it was long distance. Yes, it was. And also he was a foreigner. So I had to have, I needed to make sure in my head and also in his head that, um, in his heart, that this was meant to be, right? Or right. That we're moving forward. But, um, you know, we courted, quite extensively for the first eight months. It was just a lucky um, year that I think it was 
all my friends' um, 50th birthday parties and some weddings. And so um, we were able to be present at a lot of these things with really uh, intimate um, friendships. And I got to see how he related to some of my uh, longer term friends. And it just was a great exposure for me and for him to see what what how, our life could be like. How long did you guys can get for? <clears throat> Actually, it was only eight, eight or nine months. Only? But, well, that's yes. not, that's not only, that's eight or nine months. Well, and you know, but the thing is he, he was committed. Um, he wouldn't move to Houston without a job, which I, I totally was on board with. Him. I don't blame I him. did not want him to move here without right. a job. Right. So um, he, you know, one week of uh, job searching in Houston and he was, you know, he had two job offers and um, and he, he wasn't happy necessarily. He wasn't happy in Boston. So um, it was a great fit. And, right. and from my understanding, he is incredibly happy here in Houston. And well, you would know, well, you would know. I right, would know. You know, I mean, I ask him, I yeah. ask him that and um, he's on his second job here in Houston and uh, has tons more responsibility as well as now he is an American citizen. So, right. which is beyond excitement. And of course. Now, now I have the opportunity to become um, an Italian citizen. Oh, you can, okay. So. Do you want um, to? Oh, I, I would like to have a dual citizenship. Yes. Okay. So now that that chapter is done. Um, oh, it's not done. Well, I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean done. No, I know what you never, mean. I'm just kidding. Done. It's never done. It's never done. It's never done. So what, what uh, course did you take back in 2004? Uh, was it 2004 that you took 2004. in LA? What was the course? Um, it's called WorldWorks. And um, it's actually based in Orange County. Um, and believe it or not, it's actually run by my um, oldest first cousin. Oh, wow. So, um, Lisa Kalman. And it was a, an amazing experience for me because at that point, um, I was kind of lost um, when I had moved back to LA and right. this, it really helped establish a, a really good foundation for me. In what um, sense? Well, with, with what type of, um, I guess mostly with what type of people I wanted around me. Right. And also more uh, goal oriented with work. And that's the seminar did that to you. Yeah, it was actually, uh, it was a trainings for, trainings, uh, yeah. trainings uh, I think it was almost an entire year because you can do different levels. And, oh, wow. Um, I can send you the link. Uh, it's worldworkstrainings.com, worldworks but it, that sort of shows uh, the different types that they have. Um, and it's a quite a commitment. And right. at that point, I had the uh, flexibility of, being dedicated um, to myself, because that's what it was. It was um, an opportunity to discover um, how I looked at life and how I see myself in the world. You know, can I ask so, how old? Can I ask how old you were then? Uh, like a little over forty. Oh, I didn't realize you're a little young. <laughs> Usually, put this in the fifties. 
what in the 2004 no when you, yeah when you started the seminar the, the, the yes one i was in my 40s okay young young so um yeah i mean it's it was a great experience and exhausting made, but a great experience and that was a conscious decision that you made for whatever reason that you felt the need you've got to step things up uh, yes absolutely because so, um being back in la you know it, there's different type of competitions and I just needed to know who I need more clarity on who I was. There's lots of illusion and there's lots of other things that you want to separate right. that we are from the illusion. That's right. what I call it. Right. Correct. Yeah, that's what I call it. Yeah. So when you reinvented yourself, which is basically what this is, which I love, I mean, we all do it. Some do it intentionally, some do it, you know, without even being aware, but we all have to do it. Did you have to, because when I did it, I sort of, did it in a very harsh way. Um, when you did it, did you find the need to eliminate some people from your life, some uh, uh, family members, perhaps some um, uh, history? Um, sort of that's that's definitely the hardest part. I agree. Um, I just think eliminating. Um, I was fortunate to have an amazing um, family. Uh, supportive family um, that did not need any or or did I want any type of um, elimination elimination of that friends in in LA yes um, I definitely pushed back or um, did not engage but right. then engaged with a different group of um, of people which uh, had more of a mindset and heart set than I had previously been around. How I, I had a really hard time with that myself because I'm very black and white. There's no gray when I do things. So how was that for you? I mean, it, it, it cost me a lot, not just money. It cost me a lot emotionally. So how was that for you? Well, I think that the, this, these new members, um, new friends in my life provided so much more depth than the previous ones right um that i was able to move forward with and and not necessarily give up those ones that were a little again say shallow right because those people really were incredibly important to me and still are but just in a different way right you know, they still they i still talk to my original group of friends from my first year in LA. Right. Um, and the thing is, they have also now grown and changed and morphed as well. So right. um, there's very, very few that I have cut off. But You're the ones that I have cut off, I just cut I off. think cut off, right? Cut off. Yeah, yeah. So now you're i think you're already married and then COVID came in and yes. um most people um in the it was world, almost our one year anniversary that it, it, um COVID had hit because it after, was march 3rd so we got married yeah we got married march 3rd of uh two years two years ago so the first so because i think COVID really slammed or shut things down the, that first week of March, March right? Correct. correct. So um, we were fortunate to get 
why are in that? But okay. But COVID. so you're so you're saying yeah, because a lot of people are saying you know I had my own complaint being single with my dog, being in quarantine, and then I hear people couple you know gay or straight complaining they're spending 24 hours with their partner or their spouse or their husband. I'm saying you know you guys have no idea. I'll trade you. You can come live right, with exactly. my dog, and I'm going to go live with your five children because you know we're none of this together. It's a very different mindset. So how is it for you guys? Um, of course, well, luckily we had moved into a little bit larger space, so we did have some more room, mm -hmm. um, because, but we both were also both fortunate that our jobs moved from, uh, offices to, to work from home. Um, is that good or bad? Um, well, he is now back at the office. I am now permanently work from home. Okay. But initially, you know, for those first, first few months, it was a little challenging, right? Um, just working out our 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 phone calls and stuff like that. But then also, unfortunately, I had a medical condition uh, right at that time, mid mid March, which unfortunately lasted for like three months. Wow. So um, it was also it was a blessing because he was able to be here right. and help me. Right. And um, it was. It was comforting, um, but of course, you know, just like anything, uh, well, not anything like most relationships, if you're under the microscope 24 seven, yep. there is going to be some angst yep. and there's definitely had been some angst. Yep. So, um, and we do a lot together. Yep. Um, so um, we, we work through it. Yep. We, we, we work through it. We haven't had, for, of course, a few blow ups, but nothing, you know, earth shattering. I think like, you know, it's fascinating because the single ones, you know, in my case, could never understand because it's such a dynamic between you got somebody and you're bitching and I got nobody but I'm bitching. So we're both bitching for very valid reasons, yet we have different um, uh, uh, reasons why to complain about. But it's still mm -hmm. both yeah. Hard. I mean, I as I feel for uh, those that are literally um, alone, especially during the height of the epidemic. It was terrible. Um, being single, right? Terrible. Single, terrible, single terrible. slash alone, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I just I would definitely much have preferred to be in my situation, even with the uh, um, tension, yeah. right? Yeah. So. It's a definitely the worst mind fuck I've ever experienced, put it this way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just... And a lot of people that I've met that I've, you know, that I, now I got a group going on to, to mentor uh, in the same shoe. So it's not that's just making it about me. It's pretty uh, relevant. It's pretty out there. It's pretty solid, oh, still going on. Absolutely, so, yeah. you know, and, and just being able to receive a, a hug or a kiss every day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, 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 it's, yeah. Unbelievable. It's everything. It's everything. It's everything. Yeah. Well, so what did COVID well, teach you guys? Well, at this point that we're, we're both fortunate. Um, um, well, it taught me patience. Um, uh, my, my husband is very patient. He is a very 
even keeled, no temper at all. It's completely frustrating. So, <laughs> uh, and and not highly charged at all. So, um, I would like I, him. Huh? I would like him. I mean, it's I'm the complete opposite. Yeah, me so, too. You know, me too. I will be yelling and cursing at him for five minutes, and he said, "Are you done?" <laughs> so. <laughs> Are you done? Right, and then, you know, and then it'll just, you know, say Perfect. his response, and that's it. And, and you know, he doesn't curse, which is also incredibly frustrating. Right. Um, so uh, it's it's taught me to take a step back, breathe, reevaluate, evaluate something before I speak or, or action. And he's so. younger than you are, right? Yes, so oh, this is the, this... seventeen years younger. Really, he acts like he acts like a ninety-year-old. So, um... so how do you? How do you? Um, God, that's another question that I don't have time for. Um, really quickly, how do you? How does the seventeen-year gap? Um, how do you find the seventeen-year gap? Um, what am I thinking of? Um, the only mentally, difference is, not even physically, forget the physically, mentally and, 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 uh, and uh, uh, developed wise, because obviously when you start, when you were a certain, you and I are like a certain age. So we experienced so much, we've dealt with so much, we know so much. And then you got the 17 year old less than us. But uh, A, he's European, B, he's Italian, B, he's Northern Italian. His maturity level exceeds, exceeds mine <laughs> already. Together. Okay. Right. So, um, you know, he grew up very urban, very, um, uh, very highly educated and focused. Um, so it's, there is, he's, he's the mature one in the relationship. Right. Which is amazing because you have now someone to, to teach you things that it's very compatible. It's lovely. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I, I love that. it. Again, love it. that was also part of the fortunate part and bonding. You know, when I first met, that you know, wow, this person really is different, especially for his age. You know, I really wasn't looking for someone seventeen-year-old younger. <laughs> right, but he didn't look seventeen years younger, and he definitely didn't act it. So, right, right, um, right. Yeah. Joel, thank you so much for this half an hour, and I and I'm glad I was on point in my perception. <laughs> um, thank you so much, and I'm glad for you and you guys. Uh, best of luck. Um, sounds like you're on a roll. Keep it up. Um, thank you, to Sam. The, to the I audience, uh, anytime you can come back anytime. Uh, to the listeners, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found it of value, and uh, please come back next week for a new session episode. I'm Sam West, the Signature West Podcast. The next time, have a great one. Thank you.